Chapter Fifty Nine of Donal Grant. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Devora Allen. Donal Grant by George MacDonald. Chapter Fifty Nine, Dust to Dust. The next night, as if by a common understanding, for it was without words spoken. The three met again in the housekeeper's room, where she had supper waiting. Of business nothing was said until that was over. Mistress Brooks told them two or three of the stories of which she had so many, and Donal recounted one or two of those that floated about his countryside. "'I've been thinking,' said Mistress Brooks at length. "'Seeing it's a bonny starry night, we couldn't do better than lift and lay down this very night. The host is asleep.' "'What do you say to that place in the park where was once a mausoleum?' said donal it's the very place and the sooner the better didn't you think my lady arctura with a look referred the question to donal surely he answered but will there not be some preparations to make there's no need of many returned the housekeeper i'll get a fine old sheet and until it will put the remains and roll them up and carry them to their home i'll go and get it my lady but wouldn't it be better for you and me sir to get all that done by ourselves my lady could join us when we came up she wouldn't like to be left here alone. There is nothing to be called fearsome. Nothing at all, said Arctura. The forces of nature, said Donal, are constantly at work to destroy the dreadful and restore the wholesome. It is but a few handfuls of clean dust. The housekeeper went to one of her presses and brought out a sheet. Donal put a plaid round Lady Arctura. They went up to her room and so down to the chapel. Halfway down the narrow descent, Mistress Brooks murmured, "'Eh, sirs,' and said no more. Each carried a light, and the two could see the chapel better. A stately little place it was. When the windows were unmasked, it would be beautiful. They stood for some moments by the side of the bed, regarding in silence. Seldom sure had bed borne one who slept so long. One who, never waking, might lie there still. When they spoke, it was in whispers. "'How are we to manage it, Mistress Brooks?' said Donal. Lay the sheet handy, along the side of the bed, Mr. Grant, and I shall lay in the dust, handful by handful. I have that respect for the dead. I had no difficulty about handling anything belonging to them. Gin it had not been that he took it again, said Donal, the Lord's own body would have come to this. As he spoke, he laid the sheet on the bed, and began to lay in it the dry dust and air-wasted bones, handling them as reverently as if the spirit had but just departed. Mistress Brooks would have prevented Arctura, but she insisted on having her share in the burying of her own. Who they were, God knew, but they should be hers anyhow, and one day she would know. For to fancy we go into the other world, a set of spiritual moles burrowing in the dark of a new and unknown existence, is worthy only of such as have a lifeless law to their sire. We shall enter it as children with a history, as children going home to a long line of living ancestors, to develop closest relations with them. She would yet talk, live face to face, with those whose dust she was now lifting in her two hands to restore it to its dust. Then they carried the sheet to the altar, and thence swept into it every little particle, back to its mother dust. That done, Donal knotted the sheet together, and they began to look around them. Desirous of discovering where the main entrance to the chapel had been, Donal spied under the windows a second door, and opened it with difficulty. It disclosed a passage below the stair, 
three steps lower than the floor of the chapel, parallel with the wall, and turning at right angles under the gallery. Here he saw signs of an obliterated door in the outer wall, but could examine no farther for the present. In the meantime, his companions had made another sort of discovery. Near the foot of the bed was a little table, on which were two drinking vessels, apparently of pewter, and a mouldering pack of cards. Card-playing and the hidden room did hold some relation with each other. The cards and the devil were real. Donald took up the sheet, a light burden, and Arctura led the way. Arrived at her room, they went softly across to the door opening on Donald's stair, not without fear of the earl, whom indeed they might meet anywhere, and by that descending reached the open air, and took their way down the terraces and through the park to the place of burial. It was a frosty night, with the waning sickle of a moon low in the heaven, and many brilliant stars above it. Followed by faint ethereal shadows, they passed over the grass, through the ghostly luminous dusk, of funereal processions, one of the strangest that ever sought a tomb. The ruin was in a hollow, surrounded by trees. Donal removed a number of fallen stones and dug a grave. They lowered into it the knotted sheet, threw in the earth again, heaped the stones above, and left the dust with its dust. Then silent they went back, straight along the green, moon-regarded rather than moonlit grass. If anyone had seen them through the pale starry night, he would surely have taken them for a procession of the dead themselves. No dream of death sought Arctura that night, but in the morning she woke suddenly from one of disembodied delight. End of chapter 59